It's hard to believe that you're only 18 years old and you've been told you'll spend the rest of your life in this facility. What I believe is, it's possible that I could be here the rest of my life. I'm working on my pill to this day. And the but you, you say me 18, it's people here 16 years old with, with natural lives. You know, 17. They ain't having established nothing in the world. You know, but growing up. And they stuck in here with a natural life, you know. I mean, it needs to change. Something has to change. There's uh, some mothers out there that their sons may be buried. And sometimes I feel like that with Corey, that it's just, it, it, it's a part of me, you know, I feel like, you know, because he's so much of him being, so much taken out from, taken away from him, from, uh, you know, being incarcerated for the rest of his life. Sometimes you feel like he's dead? Well, a part of him, you know, because he's out, you know, he's, he's, he's not out here in the real world like he would say it, you know, and uh, he's missing out on a, a, a whole lot. What's going on, everybody? What's happening, folks? Y'all have tuned into the Correct Defender Podcast. You know it's me, the infamous one, your boy Corey, or better known on social media as Inspires the Block. And I just want to welcome everybody to it. Be sure to, uh, you know, once again, first, shout out to my boy, Saul G. You know, we got this going on at uh, LibreTV.co. Make sure y'all tap into that and uh, tune in to what we got going over there because uh, we, we, we doing this thing ourselves, man. We're not even playing no more. You know, everybody know that YouTube kicked us off. So we're doing our own thing. Also, to go check out my media company at middlepassesmedia.com. I got merch. I got great content over there. Daily news stories, especially my blog. So y'all go check it out. Um, and that's just it on that housekeeping. You know, I just want to once again thank everybody for the support because uh, we've been getting a lot based on what we've been doing. And we want to thank y'all for that. Uh, what I want to do tonight, man, I'm bringing a special guest on. And I'm not going I'm not the type of person to really uh, give these kind of intros for people because I don't believe that nobody can explain themselves better than the person. And once again, y'all know that this show is all about information, uh, inspiration and mobilization. And so the person that I'm bringing on today is somebody that I met a few years ago when I had the opportunity to speak at Ernest Ross Boot Camp. And uh, this brother I met him, we became real cool. We've kept in touch over the years. And he's a real deep, smart dude. I'm trying to tell you, y'all going to really learn something uh, based off this interview with this brother. So I'm going to bring the brother on. Uh, his name is Jamark Hurd. And uh, we call him Mark for short. So, Mark, what's going on, brother? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? How you doing? How you doing? What's going on, Corey? It's five the block. Thank you for having me on. No um, doubt, no doubt. 
Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. For one, loving the shirt, Melanin okay. Tech. You know, <laughs> my guy. You know, this was all about you know uh, being a tech guy. You know, I really want to push the envelope, and I want you know a lot of more you know us into the field is very important. Yeah. Well, what I want you to do is um, just give a quick, you know, you know, introduction of who you are. Nothing major, you know, but just, you know, introduce yourself to the people. All right. How, how, how you doing, everybody? How you doing out there in uh, cyberspace? I'm Jamar Hurd, um, the founder of Quickie Sponge, uh, tech guy. I've uh, been in tech for over 15 years. Uh, her consultants, I teach, uh, you know, programming skills, and things like that to uh, different people. Uh, father. And a whole host of things and i'm pretty sure you know as we get you know uh kind of go through the conversation you'll kind of i can peel back the layers on to who i am and what i am so mm -hmm. um you know look forward to the conversation so i i mean you just mentioned something i thought that was very interesting and you said uh you know hurricane salting what is that explain that explain what hurricane salting is so um it's so it's my company right so my company designed to so i'm in the data analytics field um, and, and for people who don't, well, I'm sure we to that, but uh, her consultant is basically we set up where I'm, I offer myself and other uh, people to uh, corporate companies um, in a data analytics space, business intelligence, artificial intelligence, things like that. Um, we also offer courses in Excel, SQL, Python, and uh, Tableau, uh, which are data analytics tools um, to teach people who want to learn about the space, right? Mm -hmm. um, and I, like I said, I've been doing it for a long time. And maybe in the last five years, it really became a thing, you know, uh, uh, just due to, you know, the explosion of social media, the explosion of uh, just the use of our phones and just information, period. So now, you know, it's, it, it's, a, it's a really big deal. Data analytics is a really big deal. So we, we primarily support that across offering talent and resources and also teaching people who actually want to be a part of the space, the skills needed to um, thrive. So. Yeah, and I'll be honest with you, I hadn't even really known nothing about no data analytics until I started following you on social media. And that's one of the things I want to, I want to get into because, uh, I mean, you, you're right. You've, you've been doing this for a while. Like, you know, he's IT director for uh, Fulton County. I mean, database marketing mm -hmm. manager for Delta, uh, senior business intelligence developer for Home Depot. I mean, you just got like a plethora uh, of experience in this mm -hmm. field. You know, your resume backs it up. So mm -hmm. let me ask you, what is data analytics and science? Because I would think I noticed that you have data analytics and science. Mm -hmm. So apparently in this space, there are two different things. You know, can you explain what those are? I can. So analytics, so science is the maturation of analytics, right? So mm -hmm. If you start off, you start off in data analytics, right? So I started off as a data analyst, but then I matured into a data scientist, right? So just, mm. just to give you there, one in the same, one is more mature than the other. So data analytics, data analytics, uh, and I'm trying to make it simple as possible. It's the process of taking information, right? So information uh -huh. meaning data. So people, so what is data, right? Data mm. is we pick up our phones, we play with Instagram, we play with Facebook, we play with whatever. We enter in our information on the internet. Every time you do something, that's data. That's information that I know that Corey is doing, right? Mm -hmm. This is data, you know, this is whatever. And we can take that and transform it into something that is useful, right? Mm -hmm. So let's say that if you're on Instagram, you know when you click on your insights, 
So yeah. Monday through Friday tells you what exact, you know, how many people looking at your page day over day, week over week, what time they're doing it, uh, how many people shared your story, um, impressions, views, and things like that. Those are analytics that that tells you how well you're doing, right? Analytics yeah. tells you, it takes the raw information, tells you how well you're doing. And that in itself mm-hmm. is business intelligence, right? Yeah. Business intelligence. Because back in the day, what would happen is if you didn't have the information, you're basically making a gut feeling, right? The pop mm-hmm. the cool part about the internet, the internet allows you to be tracked and you can tell who's doing what. That's why mailing list is so important. That's data. A mailing list is data, right? Mm-hmm. I can take that and transform it into something that can help my business, right? So all yeah. that information is analytics because it allows you to take information and make it make sense in the effort to mm-hmm. make it decision, right? So that's analytics. Now, the science part, as you mature and get enough information, right? I would apply uh-huh. the problem solving, uh, what do you call it? the problem solving method we learned in school, the um, hypothesis. The, the, the Pythagorean theorem, all that stuff. Well, well not, not that. It's the um, okay. uh, problem solving <laughs> method. Uh, what's the name of it? But anyway, taking it and kind of walking through the steps in, in, in terms of infer something. Because if I have a if I have a question, right? Like, oh, uh, well, Corey is going to go to the store on Friday. If I can look back five weeks and normally you go to you go to school on I mean, you go to the store on Friday, I can pretty much guarantee that you're going to go to the uh, store on Friday. And what yeah. I would do is I'm going to put something in your face to make sure I have something what's available for you on Friday, right? So mm-hmm. another another part of it is Amazon knowing what you're going to buy. When you log in on Amazon, you're like, hey, how the hell, how, how the heck they know that I'm going to buy that? Yeah. Or the ads following you around the internet. All that is data science because I took what you've been doing and I got in front of you. I developed an algorithm, mm-hmm. right, based off your data, based off your what you've been doing. I take that and get in front of you. So that's why Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, or YouTube, Google are make so much money. How do people yeah. make money off free products? Good yeah, products that's crazy. You gave, you gave them your information, right? Mm-hmm. And now I can I know what you're gonna do before you even know, right? Us as humans are very very predictable, right? And how I yeah. explain how I explain it for most people when um I remember Jay Z got on that Jay Z and Kanye song. Can't you see I'm getting money up under you? Up under you, yeah. <laughs> that's what they're doing, right? That's why they they that's why they're trick billion dollar companies, and they'll sell you nothing. Tell you no, absolutely nothing at all. Nothing. You're the product. Yep. So, but even though you, I was gonna say, quick, you made me think when, especially when it comes to, because like I'm actually learning, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's, it's it's not a secret. I'm into, um, you know, the, the, my, my my nine to five. I'm I'm into uh, what's the word I want to use? Well, I could say I, you know I, I do emissions in in a, in a U-Haul and U-Haul, mm-hmm. right? And the crazy mm-hmm. part, Sunday through Thursday, the mileage rates are cheaper than Friday and Saturday. They actually go up. Uh-huh. And it's because, like you said, I guess U-Haul has done the data analytics and knowing that it's such a demand for these trucks on the weekends where they can actually get away with that, actually go up on the rates. The demand is higher. The, the higher. Yep, yep, exactly. Yep. And like I hadn't even thought about it. I was always wondering, like, well, I wonder why they do that. But you explain it like they know in advance people are going to want to move on the weekend. So let's go up on the rates. Like you say, they're ahead of the curve on everybody. Right. Yep. 
And so like I said, you just, you made me think on that. Um, let me ask you, it's like, how does, or what makes one want to get inside this space? For example, like yourself, what made you want to get into the data analytics and science world? Because I mean, apparently, you know, I mean, I'm the one I don't, I, I can't, don't, I can't say that I can't, but I don't want to go back to school. <laughs> right. Yeah, be first. I'm for, I'll be 44 this year. But uh, what was it about this space that, you know, it, it, it grabbed your attention, grabbed you and you just went all into it? Um, I have an interesting story around that. Um, so for me, I started like like most young part of black guys. Right. I had no idea about I didn't even plan on going to college. So there's that. Right. Mm -hmm. So. Um, but I knew that I like computers. Right. When I was younger, I used to get into computers. I used to fix computers and um, how I made money when I was younger, I would say, hey, your computer's messed up. Let me reload the operating system on you. Right. Okay. And I used to charge people $100 for that. Cool. Mm -hmm. And I'd be like, hey, my computer messed up. I'll come in and reinstall. I had the disk and stuff. Yada, yada, yada. <laughs> come reinstall it. Boom. And you pay me $100 to do it. That would do computer, so to speak. Right. All gotcha. right. So, um, but then um, I remember back when um, I know, I, so I was working at Popeyes at the airport, right? And um, I got, to, you know, after I got my check and I wanted to, you know, take the girl out or buy my outfit, I had no money left. So I was like, yeah. all right, let me see what you're about, right? Because I got to figure out something. This ain't going to work. So I, I went home and I remember I went home and asked my mom, like, mom, you know, can you, can you sign me for college or something? Because I wanted to see what it's about. Right, because no, mm -hmm. I'm the first person to go to college. Right? I'm like, can you, can you help me out? She looked at me like I was crazy. Like, what you mean? You know. So I'm like, all right, I'm gonna go down on my own. Right. So I went and signed myself up. So oh, okay. Time, just for context, right? I'm down at, mm -hmm. at the college. I got a gold chain. I got gold teeth. So I'm like, all right, I got two. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I'm in that mode, right? I'm like, <laughs> whatever how it was, right? And yeah. um, they they got me in, and I'm like, yeah, I want to go for computers. That was my mindset, right? And I remember once I uh, started doing, it, I was like, "Oh, this programming stuff cool." Because I was all, I already I was already pretty good at math, and I did I was like I, I thought I thought logically, so I was like, "Computers be cool to do, right?" So I just remember I, I started programming. I was like, "It's pretty cool. I like this stuff." So cool. So fast forward, I'm still doing my hustling this in third. So um, I remember uh, I, I, when I graduated and stuff, I was like, "Man, I was trying to get a job, and I couldn't do it." Right? Well. They went hired for whatever, you know, whatever. There's other stuff around that. Um, yeah, without I, question. I, I kept, yeah, I kept trying. And then eventually, uh, you know, I got a job at Comcast and uh, it was in a call center. And, you know, I did, you know, I was understanding that I got to stay down for a minute. And plus, I had a kid at the time. I had a kid pretty young, right? Um, and I was like, all right, I'm staying in call center, yada, yada, yada. I, I graduated from college. All right, cool. And I felt like I was, you know, at most people with college, they become out entitled, like, all right, what am I at? What am I doing here? I graduated. I thought this is what I was yeah. doing. And um, so I remember that I remember one day I did I did a call center for like a year or whatever. And um I was doing I, for me, I felt like I was smarter than the supervisors because I was getting high marks. You're in the call center, they grade you on whatever, and whatever, and you know, I was doing good. Like I'm better than the supervisor in my mind. So I remember one day um the director came to me, director of the call center, and I talked to him outside. I remember like it was yesterday. Um, he's like, yeah, Jamar, what's going on? I was like, man, I'm gonna quit. Um, he was like, why you gonna quit? He was like, I was like, I'm too smart for this. <laughs> you know, I'm too smart for I'm too smart to be doing this, and I'm not getting any traction in what I thought that I could do. I gave you my time, 
right? Like, all right, can I get an interview somewhere at corporate? You know, because the call center is always different from corporate for real. So it's like, mm-hmm. call, it's the call center people, then it's the corporate people, right? Cool. Yeah, what I, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, it's always like that. So a week later, I got I got an interview. And I'm and I and once again, uh, Donald Pappenbrock, I always remember him. I met him, he's a geeky white guy at the time. I never thought I would become friends with him. But <laughs> He, he gave me, he, he, he hired me because he, he saw the tenacity, right? And I promise you, I sat with him for two years learning learning SQL, right? I, had a, I already had a background in it, don't get me wrong. But I sat with him because he was, our, you know, he's a man, he was like a director or something. And I sat with him and was able to, you know, become a, a you know, a, a, what's it? A, a, what's the apprentice. word? Apprentice. The apprentice, apprentice to him. Um, and I was able to learn SQL and reporting. That's what it was back then, right? So from that point, um, you know, I kind of did the same thing. And I eventually, when I left there, I was thinking about being like thirty. He hired me like thirty-five thousand, right? Thirty-five thousand mm. dollars. I was like, cool, that's better. You know, it's, it's a salary job, and I can go for that. Cool, right? And then, so once I finished my, at that point, I started going back to school. I went, I went to grad school. Right, because in my mind, I'm just going for the money, right? I don't now, know. Now, what school? What grad school did you go to? Just I went to Keller. I went to Keller Graduate School okay. of Management, um, the Bright Graduate School. Um, but I was like, all right, I'm gonna just go for the money. The school stuff, cool. Whatever I gotta do to get to the money, I'm gonna do it because I couldn't go back to the what I was doing or what the people that I grew up around because that's like, why they came too far, right? So you know how they go. Like it's just like, all right, I can't. I'm out here in La La Land. Let me just go forward and figure it out, right? Yeah. Um. Once I finished grad school, I, you know, I, I stayed down. I stayed down. I stayed down. I was like, all right. So I finished grad school. Where the money at? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you ain't did enough yet. Huh? Like, what I gotta do? School don't do it. So you know, because <laughs> that's what we think. You like, we go to school, we should make money. That like, but it's no one to one. Yeah, but it's not like that, right? And mm. I, I see why now, though. I see why. I couldn't see it then, mm. but I see now why. But um, from that, you know, I took him out to lunch. Um, the, my director and him, I was like, "Hey, this is what I've done. This is my resume. I took with y'all. Hey, can we go for thirty-five thousand?" Mm. NBA was going on. They were like, "Well, no." So eventually, I had to, I had to leave, right? So I left there and started. I went to Morehouse School of Medicine. And I got, I think I, went, I think I went like fifty-five. I got like twenty thousand dollars raise, right? Mm-hmm. So and then it just kept going and I it kinda of like kept going so I can keep on going but I'm just stop right there. But that's how I kinda of got into it. But it's a lot there's a lot more stuff that happened after that which comes out of that uh comes out of that that I will have to explain that helps you in the field. Uh-huh. It's problem solving. It's your ability to problem solve with coding, with math, with business, domain knowledge, right? You understand the business to be able to get you to that level of knowing how to solve problems with information, data gotcha. science. You're a scientist, mm-hmm. and scientists like I know not a lot of black people like scientists. Like, whoa, it gives it more of a thing, but it really is because you're literally you're literally applying the uh, what is it, the problem solving method, or whatever that thing is. I, I know the name of it to data to information. Uh-huh. Like, these conclusion. You go through the things and figure it out and set it up and kind of come into a conclusion. That's literally what you're doing. That's why they call it a scientist job, right? You're going yeah. through the process of doing it with programming. So um, how I got into it, I'm not going to say I, I think I had the mindset for it, 
but I also just tenacity and also a part of time has caught up with what I've been doing. Okay. It's a combination of all those things, I think, right now. So when you first started, did it come to you naturally or did you have to like, did you have to do it a challenge to understand it? Well, I think a little bit of both. Um, first of all, if you're an apprentice, if I sit by you enough, I'm not going to get it, right? I believe in that anyway. Thank yeah. you, you hang with yeah. me enough, you'll get it. So mm-hmm. there's that. I think I'm, um, I'm pretty good at math, even when I didn't know I was good at math, right? Okay. Um, but I think overall, I know I want to, something that, it was something that interests me. It was something that I know I could make money in, right? And mm-hmm. at the point that I was going to school for it, so I kind of had a, you know, it kind of helped me understand it. And uh, I think it's a combination of all of them. I, I can't say one over the other, but I will say the top end of it is I was going to do something. It's willpower, right? Like, all right, here's something yeah. I can do with, I like, let me just go hard with that due to it's a good choice, right? So mm-hmm. I think it's a combination of all of them. I'm going to say one over the other because I tell anybody that I think I'm pretty smart. But my, what I tell anybody about my smartness is relative, and I'm going to just beat you and go harder at it, which makes me beat yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. I just feel that way. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, I, I, I'm with that. So, so you say, like, it was, it was a combination of both. From you becoming, when you being an apprentice, you kind of just soaked it all up there. You know, it, 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 the parts that you challenged with being that, that uh, apprentice that will fill in the gap that filled in the gaps for you when it came to da- data analytics and data science. Would that be fair? Well, I was practicing that, right? Being an apprentice, mm-hmm. I was practicing that. It just wasn't called that yet. It was called reporting, right? Taking some information okay. out of a database and then pulling like, hey. So basically you're asking me, hey Jamar, how many viewers did I have last week? Mm-hmm. I a database I kid in. All right, Corey, you had a thousand viewers last week. But uh, week before that, you had 10,000, right? Mm-hmm. So now you can infer, right? So I can say, well, you had 10,000 people from Georgia, New York, whatever, whatever, right? I can give that level of information, and you as a CEO can take that information and do something with it. Okay. So that's what I was doing. I just did that. I just basically, it's basically answering questions, right? Over and over again, right? And mm-hmm. then what happens is when I keep answering questions for you, eventually I can anticipate what type of questions you want to ask me. Yeah. And I can kind of uh, big formulate it, right? So it's like, all right, mm-hmm. I'm just this and keep on running the same thing. And here you go, we just head it for you every time you ask for it. Mm-hmm. So it was a practicing that's that was that's where the apprentice part came in, right? Now I can think for you, right? I know how to do the programming thing and I know, I know how to pull the analytic I know how to pull the analytics for you out the database of the questions you already ask all the time. So it was repetitiveness. Okay. I, you know, so, you know, you do it, if I do it again, I mean, two years and I see what you're doing, and I see the complexity of it. And, you know, as an apprentice, you usually become the master at some point. Yeah. Like you say, yeah, I, I, I totally agree with that. I wanted to ask you because I think you gave some real good inf- uh, insight onto uh, data analytics and mm-hmm. uh, data scientists. Now, you have this thing called social currency. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's kind of like uh, your business page mm-hmm. and, and different things that you do on there. How does, for first, what is social currency? So it's a concept I came up with, right? So and, and it's funny because uh, I'm trying to I'm trying to uh, level set it. So earlier in life, 
I went on, and I made some pretty good money, right? Some mm-hmm. very good money. And um, what I learned from that, I made a lot of money and messed up a lot of money at the same time, right? Like, it's pretty normal. But what I realized by making money is that money is just money, right? And yeah. how the world is changing, right? It might play into the data analytics field too. Social currency is the concept of sharing, right? Let's say the podcast, right? Mm-hmm. You're doing this is currency, right? Hey, Jamar, we're talking. We have viewers, and I'm sharing. We imitating um, what we care about. Uh, uh, this practical value, what's top of mind, what make us look good. So all that is social currency, right? Mm-hmm. All that is. Who you know, what you're sharing, what you're talking about, and and when you uh, put that put those things out into the universe, that what that what that's what draws people to you, right? Mm-hmm. So I've been on this for like three, four years, four or five. You know, what I'm saying three, four years, just thinking about it, it's like, oh, it has nothing to do with the money now. It, it's not about the money no more, right? Mm-hmm. It's more about who you know, what you got going on, what you have to offer, and how do you make that of value? How do you change? How do you make currency out of that, right? Mm-hmm. Because that's all we just everybody doing. Hey, follow me on Instagram, follow me on Instagram, all this currency. I'm trying to get my followers up. That's your yeah. money now, right? Yeah. So that's the concept behind all that stuff. And for me, especially now, you know, working in the political space, working in tech, working in, uh, you know, all the companies I work for, right? Beforehand, doing mm-hmm. my own thing. Now my network is very valuable. Gotcha. So, socially. Mm-hmm. Now, I can lose all my money, but I can make a call and probably get my money back. Maybe yeah. not tangibly, but mm-hmm. I can get back in position real fast. Right? Yeah. So social currency. It's a framework that I kind of talk about in my mind that works like that. And it's and that's how I look at the world. Now, mm-hmm. what's going on, right? All these social medias, all these social media uh, platforms, Clubhouse, right? Everybody trying to get followers up because they want everybody, everybody vying for the currency. Who got the most currency socially? Yeah. So that's you know, what that is. But I think, well, in addition to, I think my analytics mind plants it because I see I can see the world from an analytics standpoint mm-hmm. as far as people doing stuff on the internet and in the world, right? So it's kind of like mm-hmm. a a combination of thought processes for real, and that's where it that came from. Like, oh, okay, and uh. And like I said, that was three or four years ago. So I just know this this way. Clearly, anybody can see it now, right? I just have a, na- I have a name and concept for it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's what that's what that is. I, I think I think some guys that uh, kind of took your name because like what I think it's one guy that got what he called a uh, social uh, real estate. You know, I think that name kind of got big, you know, people looking at it, you know. But I want to ask you, you said something very important. And you said it's not about the money anymore. Mm-hmm. Right. That takes a mindset to, you know, to get to that uh, level of thinking, you know, uh, how did you get to that point? Because like, remember what you said, when coming out of college, where's the money at? Where's the money at? You know, mm-hmm. I, I'm not making the money. But now at a, uh, at a I guess, a particular level in life, mm-hmm. you know, it's not about the money anymore. How, how did you, how do you get into that mindset to where what you're doing, you love, you love to do it. And it's not the money. The money will become a byproduct if you love it. But how did you personally get into that space to where you know you're like it's not about the money no more? I'm just I'm just digging this what I do. Well, it's a couple of things. I think that first of all, me making a lot of money and understanding that you could be unhappy with money. All right, I'm a pretty mm-hmm. happy guy. All right, 
Because what happens is a lot of times, you know, when you start off, uh, there's layers to it. So when you start off, you, you're chasing the money. Um, and, it's, and it's a famous saying that my, my G tells me all the time. It's a difference between, it's a difference between making a million dollars and becoming a millionaire, right? Mm -hmm. So a lot of times we start out trying to make a million dollars. I'm going to get a million, I'm going to get a million, I'm going to get a million. But lack the skills to sustain it. Yeah, that's a big difference. Yeah, I mean, it's like the the dope boy story. You might just not think about it, right? Just between the dope boy and the businessman. All right, dope boy get all the money, he's like, he's gone, and then he fall off forever. All right. <laughs> yeah. Because he never became a millionaire, he just made a lot of money real fast. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, I think, and I kind of went through that phase, not through that part of it, but um, you know, going, you know, having to be an entrepreneur and making a lot of money and messing it all up over time. Mm -hmm. Um, and then me, the mentor who kind of gave me that quote, and he, uh, he, he was able to show me that, you know, man, it ain't about the money, man. And what, what it's, so I was able to do more without money than I ever mm -hmm. did with money. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Able, I was able to travel and do everything that I didn't even have the mindset to do when I had all the money. Mm -hmm. It was like the craziest thing ever. Right. Um, I think it's the process of me going through a, a bit, and this and this and this goes this goes into this directly ties into social currency, right? Mm -hmm. I was already on that mindset, but it directly ties into it, right? Me getting around the right people, me understanding, getting different hobbies that allow me, like I like play golf now, right? That's, mm -hmm. that's a thing, yeah. right? I, I see your Instagram with that one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, golf. I like to travel a lot, right? Mm -hmm. And um, I like to uh, eat at certain places. I like to try new things. But mm -hmm. in my mind, that's a version of working on myself. You might be, I, I, I'm not having fun, but that has nothing, in my mind, it has nothing to do with that. It has me, mm -hmm. it has me working on becoming a, that guy, right? A man mm -hmm. that have a certain, has certain habits that they do that you must adhere to, to even produce that type of value. You just can't, you, know, you just don't wait yeah. get a, my money has to be worth that much. No doubt. What does that look like to be worth a million dollars? Consistent. Mm. Mm. To change some things up, you know. And I think you know, digging into it and really figuring out and studying in and uh, looking at different people who are doing it. Um, and uh, you know, going to your study, right? I mean, like I said, whether it be the political area, you know, what I'm saying that that adds on to you being around people who do those things at a high level. Being around yeah, people who do yeah. things that take in a high level because, you know, across across a couple of things, but just because you got a lot of money don't mean you can. This is what I, yeah, this is what I can say. Just because you can have a lot of money don't mean you can go to the marriage ball. Doesn't mm -hmm. know somebody to go to the marriage ball, mm -hmm. and you can do that broke. You can do yeah. that broke. You know, so mm -hmm. what type of person do you have to be? To know somebody to get in the marriage ball. Well, you gotta mm -hmm. know dress right. You gotta know how your forks go. You gotta know mm -hmm. you gotta know how to write later to have with you. You gotta know, you know, how you know how to be clean cut. You gotta know how to talk mm -hmm. to people, who to talk to. All those things matter if you wanna be the next level of person, right? Yeah. So that's my, I guess that's my mindset. Of course, somebody helped me with it, but you know, but I was kind of, you know, kind of, you know, working towards that anyway. I think, but those are the things that once you start seeing those things, it gets you into a different mindset of being that different person that needs to be the millionaire guy that you, if that's what you want to be, right? 
So like, that's the culmination of how I think about that. And it's a combination of the tech stuff, the social currency, the other things I see, and boom, 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 and all that come together to make a whole hodgepodge, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, like you it's said, it's, it's, it's repetition of good habits. Yeah, yeah, facts. Yep. You know, like for example, myself, you know, getting up at uh, 4 30 in the morning was a struggle for one point at one point in time. Mm-hmm. But now I do it naturally. You know, the flip side is that, you know, I don't stay up to 12 trying to do it. You know, <laughs> so but naturally yeah. my body knows to lay down if I'm going to produce these habits, like you said, to reach the next level mm-hmm. of being. And I have to start new habits. I have to start doing new things. Also, so uh, being consistent at it. Mm-hmm. You know. And, and that will take you to the next level in, in certain areas. Uh, one of the things I want to talk was, and I thought this was very fascinating. And I know this is, um, like, I actually just learned this probably like a few weeks ago when I started reaching out to you about coming on the, uh, on the podcast. Mm-hmm. And that was the app that you have mm-hmm. that's called uh, Quick Expunge. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, let's talk about that. Like, what made you first want to develop an app with this? Well, let's say, let's go with Quick Sponge and what made you want to develop an app, an app with it because I'm going to allow you to explain actually what Quick, uh, quick Sponge is. Mm-hmm. Something that I believe that's a part of me. I wish I had, I could do it, but I live here in Georgia. I do it somewhere in Michigan. But let me first uh, let you explain what is Quick, uh, quick Sponge. So Quick Sponge is a way to hopefully automate expungement, to make it faster anyway, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's and that's really what it is. And that's that's a uh, that's a comes from the analytics and automation space, right? You know, the skills mm-hmm. that I've kind of gotten gotten or whatever. But this is the problem that I've seen, right? So once again, problem solving, right? So mm-hmm. this is perfect way to explain how I thought about it. So when I when I was um, director of IT at the DA's office, um, I was hired on to kind of fix that process a little bit, right? It was pretty interesting. I didn't know anything about it either. I didn't know what it was. I mean, I thought it was funny. I mean, I kind of understood it, but I didn't really know because it's a, I, didn't, I, didn't, I had no reason to know, right? It's kind of a vague concept. And just real quick, we're talking about criminal records when it comes to my quick expungement. Yeah, like right? Expungements. So basically, just okay. for people who might, who might not know, expungements are when you get arrested and technically, so what's supposed to happen is, let's say you got arrested for robbery. I don't know, right? Mm-hmm. And that rec- that is transmitted to the state, and then you mm-hmm. go to court for it. So what's supposed to happen once you go to court? Let's say they throw it out. Technically, mm-hmm. you shouldn't be responsible for it. Yeah, right. I mean, you're 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 innocent until proven guilty, right? Mm-hmm. Not guilty, so it should be removed. So what happens sometimes is that it stays on your record, and when it technically should be removed. Mm-hmm. In that case, expungement or record restriction would need to happen, right? You mm-hmm. need to go to a lawyer, go down to the office, and they will go through the process of helping you get it off your record. And potentially, so the drawback to that is, if you're on your record, you know, you go for a job or housing or anything that yeah. you know, whatever it might look like, they say, hey, you got your record. And you're like, no, you got this missing. You have to run down there, but you're right here. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not waiting for you to come back for you to correct that. Yeah, it'll take six months a year to figure it out, right? Because mm-hmm. they're like, they look, you know, whatever, right? So it's a whole thing, right? Dealing with the courts. And it was an interesting thing. I'm like, whoa, like, so a lot of things going through my head because I'm not affected by it, but I do have cousins affected by it, you know, friends. Mm-hmm. And in my mind, you know, I've never had to deal with it. I'm like, it, should, it can't be that hard, right? Like people mm-hmm. who don't have nothing to do with it. 
you'd be safe. It can't be yeah. hard. You just go do it. Mm-hmm. Um, once I got in the mix of it, I was like, it is that hard. And it takes a long <laughs> yeah. time. And yeah. it's, a, it's a very paper process. It's, it's very paper intensive. Much like any court system because it's just archaic mm-hmm. and just whatever you want to deal with the, with the court systems because it's old, it's archaic, and it is what it is. They're trying to come into the new, new times. So Quick Sponge kind of helps you, helps the process. It takes it from a paper process to an app process, right? Mm-hmm. You submit your stuff online or well, through the app, and you get correspondence through the app. And you kind of know what's going on, and if, you know, once the process uh, finishes, you can download the restriction app, the restriction letter from your, um, from the app, and, you know, that will say, hey, you know, I'm in a good position, right? Or, you mm-hmm. know, the work has been done, and you can take it with you and hopefully make your life better. Um, so it's kind of, that's kind of what it is. And I was looking up, you know, I was looking up to, you know, to, you know, uh, be blessed with even seeing a problem. Like, wow, this is crazy. Because it's, it's a big problem all over the United States. It's like it's it crazy. is. No, it's I agree. It's crazy. And I just never knew how big of a problem it was until, you know, I got a chance to work with it. So that's, that's kind of how I found out about it and kind of uh, went related to the game to hopefully, you know, uh, put a dent in it. So with with this app, is it so you said it's a lot? Is it a lot faster to do? Because you're right. Anything dealing with the courts, man, is 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 forever. Is it to, to resolve certain issues in the courts? It's almost like waiting on Christmas, you know. And it's and it's January first. So with the app that you have, is is that only connected with I should say with a uh, uh, Georgia or Fulton County for right now, or, or is, is it is it expanding? Well, that's what we're working on. So right now it's just you know Fulton County because. And going through the pilot process and all that because um let's not get confused i don't think nobody's in a hurry to do it mm-hmm. right it's not the typical uh it's not typical business it's not business it's more of social mm-hmm. justice right and yeah. um we all know how they go right but right now like the pilot in Fort county and hopefully you know If you if it happened in Fulton County, you have to go to Fulton County. If it happened in Cab, mm-hmm. you go to Cab. If it in Clay, you gotta go to Clay. Well, how about we create something where no matter where you submit it, it goes where it needs to go. Yeah. And that's dope. So that's the that's the but and, and, and I wanna make sure you, that all comes from the prior tech stuff, right? Is intelligence mm-hmm. and how things work together. You know, problem solving. Being able to recognize so all the ties together. So I, I mean, I, I want to make sure that I drive that home, right? That yeah, it it's not new. It's a culmination over time mm-hmm. of what I kind of been doing already, and I just maybe oh, like, oh, it's a perfect place to put it type thing. So that did did that idea though come from like when you was um you know the IT director at Fulton County? Like did you see it then? Like whoa, hold on, this is kind of crazy, and I think I can I can fix this problem. That's what, that's what kind of came, that's what, that's what seeded, right? That's what mm-hmm. came from initially. Because I, I didn't know anything about it. Like, when I worked down there, it was like a whole blessing because that really wasn't an IT job. It was an IT mm-hmm. job kind of built, but not in my, in the data science. It was more of me, a function of me knowing IT and being able to be in a place where um, I could really help with my 
advanced skills from corporate. Mm-hmm. Advanced, right? Um, so they made they made it a little bit easier to spot problems and maybe do a you know maybe fix it because you know in corporate they fix stuff real fast and you know county or whatever like politics or what you want to call it just a small just a slower just it's just a slower process period. Yeah, it, it, I mean, of course, period. I mean, they, and they be so backlogged. I mean, it's like, well, that's why people sit in jail for two years, you know. Yeah, like, hey, we going to court. I don't know. Well, <laughs> I, I don't, don't know. know. <laughs> it's so backlogged. It's so, and they're not only dealing with criminal stuff, they're dealing with a combination of everything. So, right. now, you didn't, you didn't gave us a lot of information. I'm talking about, um, <laughs> you know, just from data analytics. Let me ask you real quick. This is kind of like on a personal level, Okay. <laughs> Right. Has all this uh, 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 transitioned to your son? Because <laughs> I know you, I met your son a couple of times. Like, has he picked up on it? You know, uh, uh, um, in a, uh, this particular space. I think being so, I'm gonna be as transparent as possible with this. Uh, he's in college now, right? Mm-hmm. And um, he's 18. I think so. Mm-hmm. Right. I put it there, as I would say. Um. But I'm also cognizant of giving him time for it to come out. Right? Yeah, yeah. I can see glimpses of it, mm-hmm. but I think he just needs time because I think us is, uh, and I'm projecting maybe when I say this, I think that um, us as fathers, we try to give you what we have, but also what we didn't have. Mm-hmm. Which creates a conundrum. Yeah. Hey, here's being spoiled, but here's the hard stuff too. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I to answer your question, I think I know, well, I kind of know it has. So I, I can see it, but mm-hmm. he has to mature into it. I think. Yeah, I mean the reason why I ask that because a lot of times you know I mean unless it's you know, very, very lucrative. Kids don't usually, they don't too much give a damn about what their parents doing. They won't, they won't do their own thing, you know, unless they could, especially, you know, when you're young, you just want to, you just want to, you just see the money. That's all you care about. Yeah. And if it's look like it's making a bunch of money and I can get into it, cool. But, and, you know, cause like, for example, my, my, uh, my oldest, he live in Utah right now. So he out there doing his thing. And, uh, but my boys like this space I'm in and it's, as far as them getting into it, all they care about is, you know, IG. They don't want to, they don't see it as a currency, you know. They don't they, yeah. they don't see it from their perspective yet, you know. It's it's just a fun thing to connect with friends, and so I'm trying to show them like, hey, you know, we can we can do some things. Y'all get on this team with me, but they're like, no, nah, you go ahead and do your thing. But as soon as it start making some money, you know, real lot of money, then they'll see it. But uh, that's that's one reason I asked that question. Go ahead, you had something you were saying. Well, well, I think I, I think that's it's a function of the world we live in, though, because when you and I was growing up, we didn't have these facilities, right? No, um, we didn't. You know, we can't just get online and just do that, right? If we mm. can do that, it's like our video game. It's like a twenty-four-hour video game. Like you yeah. know, what I'm saying Before, we just had a video game for that point in time. Cut ball off. Now we off in the space playing basketball. <laughs> what are we doing outside? Yeah, it's a whole different space. That's why when I said that, you know, I really want to be patient with him because don't nobody know. Mm-hmm. The thing about it is, we don't even know how to handle this. Yeah. This world is like a, it's a whole new world, and and the, what I work in is pretty lucrative. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, I kind of tell that I try to be. T- I try to tell people a lot. I'm like, man, 
telling y'all to come over here, man. I'm telling you, start learning because. <laughs> and the crazy part about the data world, this is just the beginning. Mm-hmm. So. Oh wow. oh wow. Yeah, it's just beginning because this just became popping for real in the like because the systems are in place now to uh, facilitate the to, to facilitate the data. Mm-hmm. Back then, it didn't have it. It's almost like. Back then, we didn't have phones that could do, I'll say this, this is a perfect example. Back then, we had chips in the phone that allowed us to store stuff on the chip. Hmm. Now, we just buy some more iCloud space. Without question, yep. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that's just the, and it's, small, it's so small, but it's so big because mm-hmm. that's what had to happen for us to for the world to even take in the information that is producing at this point. IG Clubhouse, Facebook, it's so much. It, this is like the the industrial revolution back in the day. Yeah. This, I, I know for a fact. I'm trying to get people to understand it. I know for mm-hmm. a fact. Like, I know what's going on because I'm trying to get our people in it because black people don't know it. The white people, they oh. know it. Mm-hmm. And it's all just, but they just know it because that's why, once again, Facebook, Instagram, uh, pick one. That's why they billion dollar companies. Yeah. And, Twitter. And don't charge nothing. Nothing. <laughs> nothing. It don't make no sense. Logically, you're right. If you're thinking of it, like, oh, I don't try to make money, but you're right. Logically, it don't make sense, but whoa. Can't you see yeah. I'm getting money up under you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, every time somebody jump on there, you know, and you scroll and chance out people. That's why I love the new iPhones. They give you that, uh, what is it called, screen time minutes to show you how much, you know, you've been looking at your phone. Somebody actually about the question. You know, what did they do for you? Mm-hmm. It's, it's analytics, too. It's analytics. Yeah, yeah. I, I, for me, it, it, when I first started paying attention to it, it made me put my phone down, you know, not have it so much in my hand. Because I'm like, this time that I'm using in my phone, I could be using it towards my middle passes media, my media company, you know, marketing and stuff like that. And I was glad that I actually got that update to where it was showing me because at one point in time, I'd just be sitting there scrolling. So that's what it did for me personally. But, 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 but you're grown as heck, so it's like it's easy for you to balance that. Yeah, yeah. And you understand what it means. Mm-hmm. But that, but it, that, but, so, but, ooh, it's how to make it to it. That's what social so that's why because it, it don't make sense. Mm-hmm. When you don't pay attention to that and why they even give it to you because it's valuable, because it's important because it's social currency. Hey, this much you time, this much time, this much money you give into every single thing you do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and Apple know it. It's such an abstract concept. Mm-hmm. Unless you think about it, it's what it is. I'm saying, like, so all of that what, what it is. Actually, you help me understand. You actually, you actually help me understand what it is now, right? If I explain it now, you actually help me out because attention. It's attention. It's attention. It's attention. It is. And like, I remember when they first started doing, it, I was looking at my numbers like, damn, I'd be on my phone like that. Cause you know, my wife, uh, she had this saying when we first started dating and before we got married. She was like, don't nobody like. Only time a person like to see a reflection of themselves is in their children, with their children. 
And like for me, that analytics, like you said, that data analytics, when they let you know how long you've been on, you know, your phone, it's, it's giving you a reflection how much you bury in your face into this phone. You know, and like you said, the more we do it, the more we making we 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 making these companies big profits, and it's free to use it. And because chances are that's what you use for. Nobody's just scrolling through their text messages. You know, you know, you're not looking at your text messages, your call log all day long. You're not even reading that many emails. No, you own these free apps. There's billion dollar companies. Social currency. Give it away. Social. <laughs> Just give it away. Yo, listen, man. Um, I can go on and on and on. I used like to cap these at an hour, but man, I just I'm gonna have to bring you on again because it's too much information. I'm not gonna lie. I'm gonna set it up. And uh, yeah. like I said, yeah. this, this audio will be up to the, my audience. that's just going to catch the replay on it like they normally do. The audio will be available tomorrow on Apple iTunes, iHeartRadio, uh, Spotify. It's on all of them, so you can catch the audio tomorrow. Uh, but like I said, this guy here, man, this, this is a plethora of information right here that, that we need to get. I mean, yeah. like you said, like I, I, I'll tell you real quick, and this is just something I think with, I've been paying attention to it for about the past year. And it's that word coding, mm-hmm. you know, people really starting to get into that also, mm-hmm. you know, and like, like I said, our people, black people need to start taking advantage of it because it's there, it's there for the taking. But if we just sit back and not do it, you know, I don't want to, you know, race drop or names or nothing like that, but you're going to see other people that come in and do it. For example, if you try to, if you call Apple right now and you got a problem with your phone, you're not talking to no American. No, you're not talking to no American, you know. And, and if you by chance do, it's gonna it's gonna mess you up. It's gonna shock the shit out of you because you hear these voices and you know they didn't dominated this space. So like you say, why not data analytics? Why not this coding space? Why not we come in and dominate these spaces? If not, somebody else gonna do it. Yes, you know? and, I, and I, yeah, they, they they are and they will, right? Yeah, and mm-hmm. I'm, over here, I'm like, hey, everybody, come over here and pay good money. And what I tell anybody with coding or this space, you can still be yourself. That's one of the most mm-hmm. important parts. Because I think a lot of times, you know, our people gravitate to entertainment because they feel like they can be yourself in it. Right? Yeah. It makes it easier. But in the tech space, you can do that. You know, it allows mm-hmm. you to be yourself. You can be fluid. And it doesn't care because you mm-hmm. are, it's more of an intellectual industry than a how you look industry, right? Mm-hmm. That's and it's the new revolution. So for all those reasons, that's why I'm like, hey guys, you know, you come over here and play because mm-hmm. I, I know, like I said, I know countless people. I know a lot of people from different um, from different uh, ethnicities or whatnot. They come out making you know out of comic one hundred six figures. Mm-hmm. I'm saying like encoding, bro. Like yeah, uh, like. Most people not making no six figures ever. No, ever. Ever. But I've seen it on countless times. People coming out of college mm-hmm. or a couple of experience that you can move around and do that. And not saying it's all about the money. It's the it's the fringe benefits also. Like I said, the fringe benefits, right? You can be yourself in those things that yeah. allow you to, you know, work from home. I'm never, I'm never going back to the office again. I work from home. Yeah. You know, those I remember you said... Did you have that we work at one point in time? Yeah, yeah. 
I mean, let's say we didn't get into the entrepreneur stuff. I got a whole other thing about that. We can get into that. Trust me, it definitely got part two. I'm talking about some soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just something you said, though, but I, I, want, I want to get your opinion on this because it's something just triggered. It just jumped in my head of thought when you said it's an IT, uh, IT, uh, IT space or tech space, right? Do you think that that's intimidating? That's why a lot of black people don't get involved with it. That that sounds intimidating or the stigma that you have to be this super, you know, super smart person to get involved with it. Because the word IT and tech, it makes it sound as if you have to be super smart. So do you think that that's an intimidating factor why a lot of black people don't get involved in those coding and, and uh, like I say, data, data analytic and tech spaces? Yes, but yes, but I also, so two things, yes. But I also think that it's not enough representation, right? Because yeah. normally people flock to things that look like them, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. If I see enough people like me, okay, it's cool to do. But also, I'm a big uh, proponent of that you find you find your way into other things. Do some research. Um, mm -hmm. Seek it out. Because I can't I, I, it's hard for me, especially at this point, coming from this, where I came from and coming with, you know, whatever, you know, where we come from, whatever it's like. Mm -hmm. I don't think that's enough for that to be an excuse anymore. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's also speaking from a, you know, I'm very careful when I say it because I can see how it can be intimidating because I'm speaking from somebody who has kind of did well in it. But um, I think it's definitely mm -hmm. a lack of lack of people, lack of uh, faces that look like them in it. Therefore, it makes it difficult yeah. for me to be mad at science, engineering. You know, that's, those things are, they can be intimidating because if you don't get a, if you don't get the concepts very easy and very well, or you don't get nobody to do it in layman terms. Mm -hmm. I think that when you hear a lot of the, uh, you know, other people talk about it, it's very technical. And when it sounds mm -hmm. very technical, like yeah, uh, analytics and prescriptive analytics and this and the third. You, you know, you don't you don't apply concept to it. I think they can mm. be intimidating. So I can see that. So, but that's yeah. my. I mean, I'm trying my best to kind of figure out how to say it. Mm -hmm. I struggle with it, right? How do I break it down in a in a usable uh, format for somebody to understand what I'm saying, right? Yeah. Um, and that's what I, I struggle with it. So I'm trying to my best to um, do that. And, I, and that's why I appreciate you bringing me on, allowing me to. You know, say it, talk mm -hmm. through it, ask me questions about it, and we can kind of, you know, make it make sense together. So I appreciate, I definitely appreciate that. No, I guess we definitely can do part two. But the reason why I say, because like, I mean, just something talking about data analytics. Um, within an hour, after an hour, people usually cut off. So <laughs> if you keep within an hour frame, you know, in the podcast space, you know, they'll, they'll listen to it. You know, like I'm looking at it on my phone, people you know, in the midst of different spaces, but th that's all it is. And I'm definitely going to have to bring you back on because you're right. I mean, I just enjoyed this conversation. I enjoyed the information that's coming out and it's inspiring. You know, like my, one thing I can't say, my kids do listen to the podcast. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, they may hear this and be like, whoa, 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 hold on dad. So what, what was that guy talking about again? You know? Yeah. And, and so it's, it's just that. And uh, like I said, yeah, I'm definitely going to have to bring you on. Like I said, we, we can do it. We'll talk about it off the off the air, and uh, but like I said, I got to bring you back up because like I remember you did you right. You were telling me about the entrepreneur space, and I think that that need to be put out there more. Black people need to understand that there's a demand for entrepreneurship. I mean, we're in 2021 now. Like it's there, it's available. You see the Jay Zs, you see the Puff Daddies, you see all these individuals that at I was just say I remember growing up. I was telling my cousin this. I remember growing up in the 90s when we heard that Suge Knight was worth 200 million dollars. 
Like that was big at that time. Like that was unheard of. You know, so they worth two hundred million dollars, but now you know two hundred million dollars. You got a little man in them with that. You know, and they not even the CEOs and the big people of the companies. You know, so. Yeah, and I, 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 I think that they need to hear the stories about what it takes to become that. Because the thing about it is, I, I think I posted something on Instagram earlier. Mm-hmm. And it was something about, you know, companies paying somebody $200,000 a year. The thing about it is, it's about $200 million, bro. 200000 is a lot. Yeah, nowadays, I mean, yeah. You, you be acting like a million, like $200 million. Ah, that ain't nothing. Sir. <laughs> That's what, a lot of money. What do you mean? Like, what are you talking <laughs> about? That like... You be acting like that's that ain't nothing, but you ain't even getting that. You ain't getting you know, that. So I think, um, you know, uh, context matters, right? Yeah, it does. A hundred thousand is some money. It ain't a lot of money. It's some money though. I mean, but you know what? I think that that hundred thousand can alter somebody's life for the whole lot better if they come into it as like a person with a hundred million. It it does. It's all about mindset towards it. It, yeah, it, well, even if you don't have no mindset, 100,000 change your life. Yeah, yeah, it will. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, people act like, yeah, 100,000. Sir, I mean, that's yeah. the money. Yeah. So I'm just saying that. So, to your point, like, I think that people understand what it takes and what it is. Mm-hmm. What it takes and what it is. Because it ain't just no, every, the average person not making 100,000 just off GP. No, they're not. No. Mm-mm. No, you're not. No, you're not. no, no, no. There's very few people making a hunt consistently over years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just to be real about it. So let's not let's not act like this just that normal. So yeah, it's like it's just like, there. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, right. But I really know. I get it. Yeah, yeah. Well, listen, my brother. Like I said, we're gonna we're gonna talk about because I definitely got to bring you back on. I'm gonna give a quick shout out to all my people, to, uh, Chad, and everybody came through, and I can see you on different multiple platforms. Uh, you know, once again, everybody go check out Middle Passes Media. That's my media company where, like I said, I got merch, I got great content, vlogs, and all. I mean, blogs and stuff over there. Go check it out. Also, the LibreTV.co. Just me, and my man Sauce G. Uh, our, we don't even like saying YouTube, but. Our own YouTube channel because YouTube kicked us off not too long ago. So what it did, it forced us to create our own, and that's what we're doing right now. Like I said, we're broadcasting on that space. Hey, everybody, just continue to support what we're doing. Uh, so like I said, also, uh, Monday, Brown Paperback Podcast. Y'all already know that. Wednesday, the Purple Peel Politics the Podcast. Y'all know they can catch us on that. Uh, Saw G got this show Saturday. I can't ever pronounce his name. Y'all just get with him. Because I, I can't never do comic Kanye. I, I can never pronounce it. But y'all y'all watching on Saturday, of course. Corrected Felon on Sunday at 7. Listen, appreciate the support. And I pray that everybody have a blessed day on purpose.